For more than 20 years, we had a woman, her name was Sue, who took care of my house next door, going all the way back to the days of Father Steve Hawkins. And um, just in my years, while I've been here, she suffered some very terrible losses in her life. She, she lost her husband, Harry, just about the same time that my own mother died. And not only that, um, her house, too, burnt down to the ground. And an amazing thing, um, her cat woke her up in the middle of the night and saved her life, jumping on her, and she got out of her house just in the nick of time. She was the most energetic person you could ever imagine, working well into her 80s. And um, every year, Sue gave me a very, very a beautiful little Christmas ornament that I hang on my Christmas tree to remember her by. In the last few years, her physical health was not taken from her, but sadly what she has lost is her mind and her memory. This year when I put my Christmas tree up and put her ornaments up, of course I think of her very, very fondly and I I went to visit her, and uh, there was just, I think, the faintest glimpse of, of recognition on her part of me. She talked to me a lot about her husband, Harry, and she still knew what the Eucharist was. On this first Sunday of Lent, the scriptures talked to us about something, too, that is very frightening, and that is what we would call spiritual dementia. And forgetting in our lives who God is. And that's what the whole season of Lent is all about, is bringing God front and center back into our lives. Again, the first reading from Deuteronomy was all about remembering the author remembering of what God had done for the people in their lives, remembering those marvelous things that they did, he did, so that they would know that he, God would never abandon them in their lives right now. And on this first Sunday of Lent, we too are called to remember what God has done for me in my life, how important that is. The first words, and for Jesus too to remember this as well, the first words that we heard in the gospel today was that Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember that he had just been baptized by John in the, in the Jordan River. and When he was baptized, the, the heavens opened up and the Spirit descended upon him. Holy Spirit came upon him. And um, now he's being led by the same Spirit into the desert where he's going to have to confront the devil and evil. And the reason we have this gospel on the first Sunday of Lent is because in our journey of life, too, no doubt about it, um, we have to confront 
the devil. We have to confront the evil and that which separates us from God as well. But we're reminded that we too have the Holy Spirit. We were given the Holy Spirit when we were baptized and in our confirmation as well. And um, it's important to notice in this gospel how Jesus deals with the devil because the devil uses the same tactics with us today as he used with Jesus. And the first thing that the devil says to Jesus is, if you are the Son of God, command these stones be turned to bread. If you are the Son of God. He's trying to cast doubt into Jesus' mind. And again, remember, he just came from the Jordan River where the heavens were opened and he heard the Father say, this is my beloved Son. And the devil's saying, if you are the Son of God. And that's what Satan tries to do to us as well. Satan tries to undermine our dignity and our worth and our value. And that's what happens when we sin. We think we're not worth anything anymore. We don't count. I'm not beautiful. I'm not good. In the scriptures, the first thing we hear in the book of Genesis is that um, we are made in the image of God. And John chapter 3 says, Beloved, we are God's children. But we so easily lose sight of that. And that is so important to keep that in mind all the time. But sin, sin blots that out. Just the way the devil was trying to do the same thing to Jesus as well. And, um, and Jesus counters the devil with the word of God, with scripture. There's, there's great power, great power in the word of God. Never, ever, ever forget that. Just as I said, we, we are reminded that we are children of God. When we think we don't have any worth. Beloved, we are God's children. Every one of us, not some of us. And Jesus answers with the word of God when he says, turn these, turn these stones into bread. And Jesus says, one does not live on bread alone. Next thing that Satan does is he, he shows Jesus all the kingdoms, all the kingdoms of the world. Um, and um, Satan, he's, he's like in love with the world. He is. He embraces it. He hugs it. And he wants us to do the same thing. I mean, the world is good. I'm not saying the world is a bad place. Remember, the world is something that God created. And it's good. It's good. But um, Satan's a big liar. He really is. And Satan is saying, all this will be yours if you worship me. And Satan wants us to do the same thing. He wants us to make the world number one. He wants us to be taken in by greed and lust, okay, to be addicted to wealth, to just want it all. And he's a liar. He's a liar. He wants us to worship him and not God. That's why Lent is so important, because we get our priorities in straight. And Jesus' response is, you shall, not, you shall worship the Lord your God, God alone. And it's so hard today. It's so hard today 
It's easy to just want to worship, not God, but the world. The world's not bad, but it's not God. Third temptation. The devil takes Jesus to the parapet of the temple. And the devil says, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down. And the angels will support you. In other words, you know, if you're the Messiah, you know, you're going to have all this adulation. And that's a big temptation for Jesus because Jesus was surely very, very popular in his day. He had throngs of people who were, um, you know, adulating him, adoring him. Think about the people that he fed, 5,000. And his own followers thought that he was going to be the one who was going to overthrow the Roman Empire. And, and, you know, they were saying, can I sit at your right neck? Can I sit at your left when you come into your kingdom? That's the kingdom they were thinking about, that they were going to be a part of this kingdom that was going to rule the world. They had it all wrong. And Jesus had to be tempted by that. He was. Just throw yourself down. Throw yourself down. And they'll take care of you. They will. They will, they will do this. But Jesus knew that that was not what he was called to do. His, he was to be, this is, was his throne. His throne was the cross. And he was not going to be ter- deterred from this and then rising from the dead. In his last words, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. So we're called upon to think about these temptations because we are tempted strongly. And this is a season of conversion and turning away from whatever sin and temptation we have in our lives. And so how do I resist this? How do I resist this? Not by myself. Not by my willpower. By my willpower, I won't get past 9 o'clock tonight. It's only with the grace and power of God and the Holy Spirit. So each day, ask for that grace. Ask for whatever grace and whatever sin you are struggling with in your life. Pray for that grace and know that that grace will be graciously given and granted to you in the season of Lent.